this episode of Dad is Not a Noun, I want to thank today's sponsor, the Real Dads Network, 11th Annual Real Dads Network Daddy-Daughter Dance. When we empower fathers, we strengthen the family. And no better way to represent this than through a daddy-daughter dance, where traditions are carried on and new traditions begin. Get your tickets fast before it sells out for this amazing Girl Dad Gala, the 11th Annual Daddy-Daughter Dance, February 18th, 2023 in Harlem, New York. Go to the website, www.daddydaughterdance11.eventbrite.com. The link will be in the description below. And on this episode of Dad Is Not Now, I want to share an interview I did a year ago with the amazing, talented, two-time Grammy Award-winning Timothy Bloom. He's worked with artists like Neo, Chris Brown, Smokey Robinson, many other artists. I had an opportunity to talk to him about fatherhood, music, and what's coming up, what's coming up next for this amazing artist. So check it out. Enjoy it. Love, subscribe, all that good stuff. So for you, yeah, yeah. There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here but that or I'm behind you But always got you, end of discussion, nothing means more First wanna offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, I've been down. Cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. up everyone this is ishmael from dad is not a noun i told you i'll bring some great guests on my podcast and i have an extraordinary brother right now um i'm a big fan of of his he's the two-time grammy award winner that's right two time not one but two time um also he's worked with phenomenal artists like neo chris brown as well as the legendary Smokey robinson I'm truly honored and humbled to have this dude on, as well as he's an extraordinary father. Tiff, t- uh, Tiff, Tim, Timothy Bloom, brother, thank you for um, hopping on the podcast, brother. How you doing, man? Oh, blessings all day. You, just, you, you, got, you got choked up on my name, huh? I did, man. I did, <laughs> man. I did, man. It's all good. I get choked up on my name as well, too. <laughs> Especially, we're about to talk about this... Um, this video that I have popped up, you mm-hmm. know, to me personally, I feel like this is the greatest 
love music video of all time mm -hmm. because of just the the video it's 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 beautiful you know you're you're into character um and also can kind of talk about the significance because I know the director who uh was a part of this passed away uh last year uh Ricardo um I apologize. I got. I'm getting kind of choked up right here, but um, Dave Rodriguez. Dave Rodriguez, can you talk about the impact? Can you kind of talk about the video a little bit, if you can remember, like who came up with the concept um, and things in that nature? Um, to go back into history, that 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 history alone. Um, uh, when you when you speak about blood rain, blood. Uh, uh, that's where it started, Blood Rain. Uh, Dave Rodriguez is the one that actually directed that one as well, too. Oh, wow. And, and this is when I was stating the fact that um, we were in Bash Lake and we uh, recorded the record. And I was like, let's go shoot a video right now. And every single uh, instrumentalist that was in the actual video that you see, as far as V Bozeman, that's how, like, you know, that whole situation happened. Um, you know, he was the first person that was like, okay, go, let's go, let's go ahead, let's do it, let's do it, right? And then I came back to uh, Dave, and I had a dream. I was like, yo, like, I see, besides all that, my brother, he calls me up one day, and he said, I got you, I, I seen you hit, I got hit by a train or something like that. Um, Significantly enough, you know, I was going through some crazy turmoils at that moment in time, and um v bozeman is like really one of my like she's my sister like she's like a great friend of mine and stuff like that so um we got on a call together and i was like yo i had this dream we was butt ass naked you know like but we were golden statues wow you know what i mean like it was like golden statue situation and uh long story short i brought it to uh dave rodriguez uh, attention and uh, he sat us down. V wasn't really about the nudity situation as far as being, you know, naked and stuff like that. Um, so Dave, he he was the one that called us and was like, yo, like, you know, convince us to like actually do it, basically. Wow. And then when we shot it, man, like, you know, we had people in the room and it wasn't like in character. That's actually nervousness because we're <laughs> butt ass naked with a bunch of people in the room excuse my language but and we were there but like as far as the chemistry what the chemistry happened was the fact that we uh we knew each other very very well and we were like let's just do it like it's, it's go it's game time you know what i mean um so that happened and then uh coincidentally like uh <clears throat> um his passing um like he always stated the fact, like do your best work. You know what I'm saying? Like it was always like your best work. Like you know, like go for it. Like go for the gusto. Like because he's done he's done a lot of stuff, and I think our music video, the the music video that we shot, was his first music video because he was doing um, Sopranos. Right. You know he was doing uh, he was doing uh, there was another one. I don't know if it's CSI. He was doing like series. You know what I mean? like big ones he did power you know what i'm saying he was doing some big stuff and the fact that that was his first music video said a lot so um 
And to hear of his passing, and I'm, I broke down, and I, I was like, damn. Damn. It was I a part of this algorithm to for this passing or whatever the case was, but, like, it, 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 it tore me to pieces because he's, he was a really great creative space to uh, damn near, like, you know, pour all your ideas on, and he would understand, and it'd be like, this is what it is. Let's do it. That was my first major video. My first major video outside of Blood Rain. As soon as he's, as soon as he met me, and I was like, "Let's just do it right now." Blood Rain. Let's, you know. And we were coming back from Bass Lake. Okay. And we got everything together. Like we had to go to the bank and grab. I I, I grabbed ten thousand dollars. I was like, "We're going." We, we went. He already had it. Like you know, like ready to go. And it was ready. It was ready. Like wow. And he believed in my he believed in my vision, you know what I mean? Like, and then until the end of time, like he actually told me and V, we are at sitting at a cafe. He was like, You guys are gonna be a household name. Like he prophetically stated the fact that you guys are gonna be a household name. And I'll, I'll, I'm never gonna forget that, man. That's my dude. And and then and that's the awesome thing. And with his passing and then with COVID. You know, how has that kind of changed your perspective as a, a father in a way or really or really hasn't? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like like seeing so many pa people pass away. Um, how has that kind of kind of changed? Has it changed you, your outlook as being a, a parent, uh, being a friend, just being a, 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 a black man? Man, I've seen so many deaths, you know the 2020 21 it's ridiculous you know what i'm saying as a father it like you know it once i i gravitate to my kids more every single day you know what i mean i gravitate to my friends and every single day to make sure that they know that i love them you know like my relationship with my parents i are growing even stronger so you just never know but you want to leave whatever you have like even for myself a really um an honest impression for like the people that you have a conversation with, just like you're having conversations right now. Like, it, you just never know. You just never know. Like this moment of our conversation, this might be the last conversation that we have. You just never know. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So like, um, whatever I speak out into the universe, like I want it to be true, and just know that. Um, I mean, shit. The between COVID, my family, like. And we've all have these conversations like nothing lasts forever. Like I've 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 been experiencing some weird weird ass shit, you know, this, these past come on. We've all have, right? We have facts, man. Facts. You know what I mean? So like <laughs> it's just one of those things where like I just want to be true to myself and be the true truth to the people that are around me and just go from there. And going back to your childhood, would you consider yourself do you do you consider yourself as a child prodigy growing up into music? Because I know you have a history in, in, in the church and gospel. So can you kind of talk about that a little bit? Um, church, gospel. Well, uh, my uncle, his name is Anthony King, an amazing uh, organist uh, that my, my dad has. And uh, there's Timothy Wells, who was an amazing uh, pianist and singer. Um, and drummer. That's when I started mm. playing drums. And I used to sit 
underneath them while they were playing in church in Alaska, Anchorage, and just like soak up all their energy. And it was massive. Like they were really playing. Like they, that, that was the only black church in Alaska. Wow. And he has some, because they're all Navy. They're all Navy. Or, uh, uh, sorry, I, that's wrong. They were all military, um, Army. And when they got we in the basement, my dad used to have have this house in Anchorage, um, in the basement. Whew. It was like wrestling. <laughs> yeah, some uh, like as I remember this as a kid, like and a lot. And, and the crazy thing is, they don't even remember this stuff, bro. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, and my memory is coming back for some strange reason because I was having a conversation with my mom and my dad, and they were like. We don't remember that. Oh, and then it, and then all of a sudden it clicks. It's like, <gasps> you know what I'm saying? Like I told my mom the other day, I was like, "Yo, do you remember this? Do you do you remember this cheese dip?" And she's like, "Huh?" <laughs> and then it all came together. Like you know, I'll be remembering stuff, bro. Like, and uh, for that, um, uh, I want to continue on to the question of as far as uh, as a childhood. What was the question? I'm sorry. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I was saying, did you look in now? Do you did you, do you consider yourself at that time a child prodigy? Now, prodigy? Looking no, back. no, I did not consider myself as a child prodigy at all. At no. all, we did the wildest things, bro. Like <laughs> I swear to God, like um, I wanted to go into the Marines, right? They denied me. Wow. And this is right before like graduation, you know, high school, stuff like that, you know, only because my dad was in the military, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, let the, that legacy. I didn't want to become a preacher. I'd rather go like, you know, <laughs> serve for the country, you know, like, do something like that, you know, but they denied me. And then uh, I had an opportunity to go to, um, because I was doing talent shows and stuff like that in high school, whatever the case is. And I had the opportunity to go to, uh, to Germany and then after that, I was like, oh, snap. Oh, okay, we're making money. Okay, what's going to happen next? And then a child prodigy? No, I, I would never consider myself as, as, as a child prodigy. But there are certain situations where as a student of the music, I played very, very well, you know, in church. You know what I'm saying? Like I have, I had all these ideas and stuff like that, and then that opportunity came, and it just led me to where, I, where, where potentially where I'm still gonna be going because there's a lot more work to do. Because the reason why I brought that up because at 15, you had the opportunity to get a record deal with Motown, which you know your father. Did you tonight. know, you know about this? Yes, I know. I I do my homework, brother. Wow. <laughs> and that's the reason why I brought that up because at fit, how many 15 year old gets a record deal to Motown? That's crazy. That's crazy that you know that. Cause I don't, I, <laughs> wow. no, yeah, this is absolutely true. So right before, right before, this is, this is when me and my dad got in like heated conversations because he denied me from like everything. And he want, he always wanted me to play at church Sundays, Wednesday, and I couldn't do nothing at 15. I could I couldn't make my own decisions, whatever. Right. And there was this amazing opportunity that came. Motown, this one guy is what is his name? Kali. I don't even know if he still exists. But like, yo, 
And I brought, like, he, we had a conversation with my dad. He's like, no, he's not ready yet. Mm. Destroyed my whole world. Wow. Right? So as soon as, uh, as soon as I graduated from high school, when I turned 17, almost 18, I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm done. Like, well, not like done, but like, as in, I mean, as like when you have so much passion like that and you got these opportunities that happen that come into form, it's like, it's Motown. Yeah. Oh, and he just wanted me to play for the church. And I swear to God, I remember, um, I went to Germany and I moved back to Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, this is when me and the uh, artist Nava, I'm not sure if you know who that is. Yeah, I can eat a peach. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, exactly, exactly. Um, we drove our U-Haul. We drove a U-Haul from Atlanta to LA. Wow, you know what I'm saying, Mickey Stevenson. That's that's when everything was birthed. Mm. You know what I mean. And then my mom calls me. She goes, "Son, why don't you just come home? You can be playing for this church. They're gonna, you know, pay you forty thousand, you know, for the year." And I'm like, "Mom." I just made 40000 in one day. Are you serious? Like, like that, that, that situation. So like, man, yeah, man, it's, it's been an interesting situation, but like, we're all, we're, we're great now as a, as a kid then. Yeah. You're going to have rebelliousness and stuff like that, which, you know, um, I admit to, um, on my end, because I didn't understand what they were trying to do. Um, but in um, their trying, it just made me more better as a as a as a person, as a musician, actually, which is interesting. But also, can you talk about your time in Germany? Because I know you know you're young, you're trying to find your sound. What kind of artists over there kind of influenced your music when you were when you were there? I don't remember any of the artists over there. No, okay. <laughs> no, I don't. To be just totally honest, because we were we went there to be a group. Mm. Right, and um, they molded us to. Uh, we had to wake up at a certain type of uh, time. We'd be in the studio like all day. The only thing that I remember, like, is the we used to live in a this place called Grisheim. Okay. Um, and all I remember is going to this one bakery shop, and I used to buy this. Uh, it was so good. This lasagna. Mm. It was amazing. It had. <laughs> it was amazing. I'm sorry. I swear to God, it was the best lasagna I've ever had in my life. The way they cooked it. Um, we would go to the studio, back and forth to the studio, um, and that's it. And I remember one time uh, we was driving to some place to meet. We had a meeting or some. We had some really dope ass shows though. The shows were super amazing. Like the the his name is um. I don't want to say his name wrong. Uh, dude, dude. Say that dude. That dude, yeah. <laughs> that dude, the dude, that dude. Uh, he had us in some really dope ass um, shows and stuff like that. And um, really grateful, but still, like, there was some sightseeness, you know, on his end that uh, as, young, as young entrepreneurs and growing up, we shouldn't have experienced at all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not even gonna say it no more. No, you know? no, no, no. What stays in Germany stays in Germany. Like whatever. You <laughs> but but 
But um, how did you guys create the name of the band? The name of the band was Bobby Church. Was there a significance to that name, or did you have a name before that? No, you're talking, there's two different bands. Okay, talk about the first band. All right, the first band, it was called Intrigue. Okay. All right, I, I made up that name. All right, um, there was four of us from my hometown, Fayetteville, North Carolina, and then damn, what's his name? I can't remember. It, there was a whole, there was a whole shindig going on in that situation. And I was young. I was too young to remember. <laughs> it was I was too young, and then, uh huh, um, and then there was um, what is this? But what is it though? Sorry. No, it's okay. Sorry. We are we're living. Um, we try to order food right now. My bad. No, it's okay, man. Um, but Bobby Church. Do you really want to hear this this story? I want to hear the story. Okay. All right. So this was back in what 14, I believe. Um, my daughter Brazil Olivia Bloom. You know what I'm saying? So, Bobby. Mm -hmm. um, and I was watching this um, this court, I think it was uh, this court show or something like that. And there was this one dude named Jesse Church or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know the you know the court cases that the the, the, the funny ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Joe, Joe, Judge Mathis. It was Judge Mathis. Okay. Joe, Joe, that guy. Yes. Judge he had Mathis. this one guy. Uh, and he had this one dude, um, his name was Jesse Church from Batum Leaf, seriously. And I was like, hmm. Right? And this is way before I met, like, the Josh, because I wanted to reinvent the name Timothy Bloom. I didn't want to be Timothy Bloom at that present moment in time. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to, like, create something new. Uh, and I was like, Bobby Church. And that's how the name came about. Off no, that shit. Seriously. Because no, that's, that's the creative side. Of, you know, you, you see something on TV and you're like, all right, all right, I got the first name. Let me create, all right, this is dope. So, all right, I got the, I got my rock alter ego. So that's-, that's That part, exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, so just talk about um, Bobby Church and talk about how you guys came together and start making, start making music. Yeah, um, so when I was signed to Interscope, basically what happened is, um, obviously we were getting, getting ready to go on tour. Um, and uh, Timberland uh, introduced me to this guy named Josh Paul. Okay. Um, and Josh Paul, we met up and <laughs> the first day we met, we got super drunk and I lost my wallet. What? We got lost. I lost my wallet. I mean, when I get no, I, that that's when I was like, I needed. At the end of the day, I lose everything. I lose my keys. You know what I'm saying? I lose a lot of things, um, whether it be drunk or not. But no, we clicked from the we clicked from the moment. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we became best friends. Um, and that's how everything started. That's how that's how everything like really initially started, and then. Um, Interscope was like, hey, you got you got free way to do whatever whatever you want to do. Um, they gave me the budget, and we went out to Bash Lake, and we just sat in this cabin, and that's how Blood Rain came out. From that, from then, that's how Till the End of Time came. Oh, wow. 
you know what I'm saying? And and you know, a lot of other things after that. That's dope, man. That is that's dope. But um also talk about um are you guys doing something? As is as is, is Bobby Church coming back? What's 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 popping with them? What's what's popping? Um me and Josh, we've talked uh actually last week about it, and we were gonna we're gonna we're gonna re-release uh The Enemy. There's a song that we did called The Enemy. Um, so we already been in a you know head cahoots on on trying to solidify that, get that out in the marketplace because the only reason why we actually put out an album because there's this festival called um in Dewey Beach. Okay, I've never heard of that. Okay. Yeah, in Dewey Beach. Um and uh the former manager that I was working with was like, Hey, just you guys should put out an EP or whatever the case is. And it was like, Okay. But we had no full rollout. But right. the records are dope, which is super crazy. Um, but we had some a lot of some dope uh, sync placements and stuff like that. Um, so I'm walking around now because I can't stand still. No, no, I don't. I was talking, brother. But I'm just saying I'm excited and and I, hopefully I can get us exclusive because you know I, I I that blood ring was uh, was fire. Super dope. That was dope, man. That was dope. That was like your alter ego, and that was dope, man. Um, but oh. uh, but um, going back, not going back, but um, talk about because a little bit you were an independent artist for a little bit. Um, talk about that. Were you kind of fearing not being signed to a label because you know being an independent artist, you know you take a lot of that brunt. So if it doesn't work out, you know you kind of kind of fucked a little bit so can you kind of kind of talk about that a little bit being an independent artist right now it's, it's heavy because you don't know i mean but now do the clubhouse <laughs> facts <laughs> man there's a lot of crazy opportunities and people are like just you know just you know, spreading like some really great words and acknowledgement and, you know, create more opportunities uh, for like independence like us, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's crazy. Like, my first two records, like I didn't struggle, but like, I mean, it, it took a long process to get things involved because now you have to come out of pocket and spend your own money, you know what I'm saying, your own dimes. But I mean, it worked, but now I think I'm about to go into a major situation to the point where I mean I'm just waiting right now. I'm I'm really actually waiting. But I'm just saying it's well deserved, man. You put in the work. But uh do you rather be behind the scenes or in front of the camera? Because you've done a lot of work for a lot of artists. And I know you benefited from being like kind of behind the scenes, like you know, a little like ghost writers for certain artists and this and that. But um what do you prefer right? or you don't or it doesn't you don't care either way. I want to be on the stage, bro. That's where I live. That's where I, that's where I have the most fun. Like uh, writing for other artists, or I've never been a ghostwriter for anybody. Oh, okay. Um, but um, yeah. No, I always got my uh, I always got my I've always got my credentials and my credit for everything that I ever put my hands on. But I want to be on stage. I'm waiting for that because when I get back on the stage, 
You're a beast. <laughs> you Out of here. These man. motherfuckers better be goddamn scared. Excuse my language. No, no, it's all good, man. We grown folks, man. Okay, good. <laughs> no, hum respectfully, humbly. Yeah, I'm ready man. to get back on that stage because I like we've spent so many so much time since the COVID situation and stuff like that. And we've been sitting here practicing, you know, just creative ideaing and stuff like that. Like we're just we're ready. Like everybody's coming back with a storm. It's about to be like like the it's gonna be huge. No, I feel you. It's it's gonna when everything goes back to normal, whenever it goes back to normal, it's it's just gonna be What's that like, green thing you got right there? Oh, that's my shirt. No, this the little thing right there. That's the ticker. That's the thing I was talking about last time. Just a little ticker where it shows. No, it looked like you got a little uh mic or something to the side. Yeah, it's my mic. Oh. My <laughs> <laughs> what kind of mic is that? Nah, it's um it's, it's something from um the the uh, what's this? The what's the five below? <laughs> oh, my, okay. Five below mics. <laughs> okay, cool. It works. <laughs> no, you sound good on it. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate that, man. I was but, just yeah. wondering because it looks like a little cone, like an ice cream cone. It does, right? <laughs> 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 but but real, but yeah, man. I cannot wait for you to go back on stage. Um, have you been? And doing like um like the Facebook because I see a lot of people doing like concert uh via stream. Mm -mm. No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't. I haven't. I have been doing. There's this thing I do on Stage It, but um, and then or, or whatever the case is, I've been doing a lot of. Uh, I did some shows on Clubhouse as well too. I, I can't get into Clubhouse because I got Android phone and it only works for. Oh iPhone. Lord, have mercy! You didn't get. You need to upgrade, bro. Stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm playing. Nah, <laughs> give it time. It's gonna. It's gonna operate. It's gonna go. It's gonna go to uh, Android soon. It, it will, but it's gonna get played out probably by that time. <laughs> you gotta get your new, <laughs> get your new phone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> but like, talk about being a father. What 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 does it mean for you to be a, a father? Man, <laughs> okay. Well, there's a lot of ups and downs, you know, when it comes to being a father because you're now you're you created. You created this universe. I have three universes that I'm dealing with. So everybody's different. Right? And I don't want to punch the value on who they are as beings. So you just never know the day when they're going to be different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, as being... A father is to understand it, you know what I'm saying, for me in my case. Um, and it's different every single day because you're dealing with different energies and attitudes. Because I got a 14-year-old, a 13, and an 8. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't got kids, but... Oh, 
Well, <laughs> until you until then, to be continued. <laughs> no, it's a balance. You got to create the balance because they don't they don't understand, you know, my work ethic. And and I'm trying to get them into a form of a work work ethic as well, too, because they're still they're growing. And I'm still growing as well, too, because now I have to. I'm I'm sitting at the, the board of, you know, I'm sitting at NASA right now. Because these these little jokers are from another planet. <laughs> so I have to understand their whole cosmos, you know, so it's it's different. But like, you know, me as a father, I love them like, you know, wholeheartedly. So I, I I'm very calm and collective with them. <sighs> It's, it's sometimes it gets so hard, but you know, because they get old. I'm getting old. My tolerance levels getting old, and I'm you know, fuck y'all niggas, y'all what? Uh uh-uh. uh, y'all not gonna be uh-uh. high key, right? Seriously, like um, how do you feel? I know you heard about the Kirk Franklin Franklin situation everything like that i wouldn't do that i wouldn't whatever that situation was was over there me and my dad had a conversation and um i remember i remember one time when i got in trouble in school and uh i was in the the office the principal and my dad was at work and he was the only person that they could you know contact he gets on the phone he go nigga I'm gonna beat your ass when I see you when you get home. <laughs> Cause I, I mean, I'm, that's exactly what he said. But he a Christian, he you know, right. yeah, he a preacher. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then honest, but what the when Kurt Franklin came in, <laughs> oh Lord, how much? <laughs> he came in. You know what I mean? But you don't know the outside. You know, you know, you don't know these people's worlds. You know what I mean? I mean, they can, you know, have their facades and who they are as people, but obviously, but you never know what's going on in that household. I don't. And, and, I, and, uh, I, and, I, and I feel like it's nobody's business. Um, ain't so. nobody business. I don't know, you know, the, the son brought it out and then he sent it to the house. Like, video saying, I apologize for this is the dad and it's like nobody need to know he didn't have to apologize he just just cut it no he didn't who Kurt Franken yeah I just felt like he should have just kept it in the house he should have just no he had he had he had he had to apologize because now it's out in the media yeah and he's like you know Kurt Franklin at the end of the day so he had to state he had to say something (laughs) because his son was about to put him on way up under the bus and like tarnish his whole situation yeah so yeah, out of respect, you know, like it was, re- it's very responsible for him uh, to, you know, make sure that the people knew he wasn't perfect. Blah blah. blah. We all, we all know Kurt Frank ain't perfect. Right. Come on, stop it. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it like that. <laughs> but um, let's talk about that single you have out, Unforgettable Man. I love that video. What was the, the um, the the flag? as a cape what was the symbolism behind that man all right so that video was shot in mississippi um that's where my people are from uh my mom my dad and stuff like that and, you know they, you have a lot of plantations 
so this one particular situation, um, we went to this house and this lady um, had all these artifacts, you know, from, you know, from the old days, you know what I mean? Like we did some really gorilla shit, like really gorilla, you know what I'm saying? That flag was a, um, was from the American and the Italian war. Wow. Like in the flag, you can see that you can see the actual like the the bullets and everything. Wow! Um, so there's a lot of. Flag. How were you able to get that flag? She had all these artifacts in her house. Oh. There's a plantation. Oh wow! She had all these artifacts and stuff like that. Uh, very ancient stuff, and so basically, um, obviously, she's an old white lady, really nice. Um, that bought the actual residence called uh, Idlewild. Okay. in Mississippi. Um, and uh, yeah, the the director that shot that video, his name is Dove Shore. Um, and we just was going throughout the whole house. It was crazy. It was lit. And uh, he, he was, you know, I was like, yo, like, drape this around me and see what happens. You know, we went to this old, um, in Mississippi, where my mom used to go to college. Um, there's this old road that used to go down. They used to drag slaves um, on, on, the, on the horses, on the back of the trucks. They used to drag this old, long-ass road to get to a church. It was a white church. And we went to the church. Wow. That's where the, that's where the, the caption was, in the church. That's where you saw the, that's that's the old church. And uh, well, we did some, we did some really gullet, we did some, we did some, some Viking stuff, bro. We weren't supposed wow. to do it. Wow. You know, you have to the Coca-Cola shot where where the uh the pillars you saw in the video? Yeah. Right? That's an old plantation that got burnt down by a slave. Wow. By smoking a cigarette. That's crazy. And you have to like and when you get when you get when you get there, there's a bunch of flies. There's a bunch of old slaves just like in like just still there, you can smell it. It's just like, wow, mm. wow, it's crazy, it's crazy. And we shot there, and um, I'm gonna post that video actually to, today when we go. Post that, man. People need to see that seriously. No, I'm gonna post it again. I be posting it and taking shit down, and posting back up, you know, putting it down because the more followers that start to come in, because I'm trying to create, you know, more content. But we 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 already got content. I just need people just need to be aware. Um, but um, yeah, I just wanted to go pay homage to my family, like my my roots, my ancestors, and that's what that was. And the flag represented the fact that we are America. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we wear that shit heavy on our back even right now, because they killing us every single day. You know what I mean? So that's that's the representation. Like treat us just as much as we treat you. You know what I mean? And we're not tripping. This no. some respect. That's facts, man. And on that note, man, brother, I appreciate you jumping on. Um, let people out there know how they can find you. Even though I have the ticker there, but you know, people don't read, so <laughs> oh, the ticker. Oh, people, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the ticker. Nah, yeah, they can find me on um, Instagram at Timothy Bloom. Um, 
my website, www.timothybloom.com on the ticker. Uh, Twitter, Timothy Bloom. Everything's Timothy Bloom. Dope, if, dope. I mean, there's a lot of Timothy Blooms out there, but there's only one artist. That's right. Timothy Bloom. So you think you might have to put an official Timothy Bloom one day? <laughs> yeah, I probably will, yeah. <laughs> There's there's this one guy he, he on Instagram like he always like he's always he's uh looking at my stories and his name is Tim Bloom, mm. a white boy. Ooh, yeah, I think you might have to put that official. Oh no, no. <laughs> eventually, eventually. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, thank you for this opportunity, man. Thank you for this space. Nah, man, thank you, and we are out, people. Peace. Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here but that or I'm behind you But always got you, end of discussion, nothing means more First wanna offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded, prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you But still in all, give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown And since the baton was passed, I've been down Cause failing's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all my message to any dad, man, first off, know that, yeah, it, it is a hard job, but it's the greatest job in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I wouldn't change anything about it. Everything you're doing from here on out, if it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad.